0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're now listening to the Hoop Kings podcast presented by a work of art media.
1: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man, Coach Flight, and welcome to the 13th installment of the Hoop Kings podcast. You know how we do, we get down in the gritty talking everything from coaching to strategy to opinion about this thing called round ball. Hey, I'm once again in the booth with my brother from another, the medieval one, King Art. It is I and
1: I am him. This is the medieval King Art. Thank you so much for joining us again on a wonderful episode of the Hoop Kings Podcast. Where we talk all things basketball. We talk Pee Wee, high school, college, NBA, overseas, uh, G League. YMCA, baby. Exactly. All day, every day. All right. So if you want to get your basketball fixed, tap in with the Hoop Kings
0: Podcast. 365 so- all day, baby. Yes, sir. So Coach flight. we start off the show with first. Hey, man, listen, we're going to talk over the last week of free agency, man. It's sort of slowing down, but honestly, man, the summer's still hot involving NBA and some of the top-tier talent year in and year out, man. The yep. biggest name that we're going to focus on today uh, in a couple perspectives, future and present, is that man James Harden out of Philadelphia. Yeah. James just signed a new contract, declined the 47 million dollar option mm-hmm. decided to give flexibility to Daryl Morey, Doc yeah. Rivers and the Br- Elton brand and the brass of the Philadelphia 76ers for sure. In a two-year deal after the first year player option so he can opt out next year and renegotiate the deal again, but it's a two-year deal if he decides to keep it, first year at 33 plus, mm-hmm. second year at 35 plus equaling a little over 68 million on a two-year deal. Not the biggest contract but I'd say the most cap-friendly contract that the 76ers can uh, provide for their basketball team. Yeah. It has allowed them to sign P.J. Tucker, uh, Daniel House uh, Jr., who's another role player, but it also gives them to continue to build around that beast in the middle, Joel Embiid. I
1: agree uh, with the – actually, I don't think I do agree. I wish James got his money. I know he's going to be seen as, as a team player, that he's allowing, you know, uh, Daryl Morey to sign the players that they need, but even with giving that money back, do you think
0: those players you just names, on get them over the hump? You know what I'm saying? It's like I want. Well, you- I, I, I I think when you have a team, and, and and I got the roster right in front of me. Okay. Adding Harden, you you add a veteran like P.J. Tucker to that spot. So I'll say Harden and Shake Milton. You got Tyrese Maxey, De'Anthony Melton at the two. But remember De'Anthony Melton, big pickup from the Grizzlies, big wing. You got Tobias Harris, Daniel House will play some. You got Maurice Thibault. You got P.J. Tucker now, who can play that mobile four spot. And then you got Joel B, Charles Bassey as a young kid, and there that a uh, couple years in the league. So, do you got a team that is deep? No. Are they talented in spots or experienced in spots? Yes. And I think having one of the best three players in the league and Embiid, depending on who you ask, he's a he's a perennial MVP guy at this point. Okay. Like I said, it should have been the last two year MVP. No, mis- no disharm to Joker. You know, no, yeah. all love to Joker, but Joel proved it on the floor. He's been healthy. I think when you have him, you have Harden, who's still an all star caliber guy, experience of PJ Tucker, Thibault there. You have, um, you bring in DeAnthony Melton there. You got Shake Milton, and then the wild card is Maxi. Not like he can't play, but in terms of where's the selling at? Is he rising to that all-star level this year, or will he just be a nice core guy, maybe a second, third option there for you and maybe feel 15 to 20 a game? So, so to me, having this can allow them maybe even to go out and maybe pick a guy up at the trade deadline, maybe a, a, a loose contract that you can get rid of Bringing a veteran, just give him some flexibility overall. Exactly. because I see if
1: you're giving back $14, 15000000 million, I think if I'm James Harden, that's been getting back more than you signing P.J. Tucker to a three-year deal. P.J. Tucker's 37 years old. So I know he's bouncing around to teams lately uh, that are championship contenders. But at the end of the day, father time is always undefeated. I don't know how much P.J. Tucker can give. And if I, in my opinion, if Tobias Harris was actually the player that we thought he was going to be, when we saw him in, I don't know if it was Orlando or Detroit, when he was just coming up, and then when he gets to Philly, it's like, oh, man, Philly's going to be over the hump. But it's like, if Tobias Harris is what, 6'9", 6'10", maybe? Yeah, yeah. Wing, that can do it all. But it's like, if he could just give you around that 20-point threshold, average. yeah. If he can give you that and you see the evolving of of uh, Maxi, and of course James Harden he's not the James Harden from Houston but he still can get you 20 and 10 if you wanted to. Very true. And if you still have a top three player at the game is Joel Embiid I believe that's going to be enough but it's like I want to get my money's worth if I'm James Harden but the money I'm allowing Darren Moore to use to shop other players. Maybe that's not going to happen until around the trade deadline. Or they might have an injury here or there's a disgruntled player on the team I totally that, agree. that's looking to get traded. But if it's me, I'm trying to get my bread, dog. That's just me.
0: Nah, listen, I, I totally agree, man. I, I think with them, it's it's the best situation that they can put now. I, I think they know they have a guy who is just as a physical freaking nature like Giannis Antetokounmpo. A guy who's a physical freak of nature. Uh, That's pretty much in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of that, I mean, you can put a guy like Kawhi uh, in that group, but he doesn't play with the consistency or play as hard as those other two guys. You don't play hard. Nobody plays as harder than Giannis in the league. Yeah, I mean, so from a consistency standpoint, those two guys are unguardable. Uh, They could have played back 20 years ago and been the same guys. They could play now and be the same guys. I think you got to – I think with Embiid – you have to support him a little bit. If, if, if Bassie is going to be a nice backup for him, you could do something with that. But I think like a guy like George Niang, who was also there, he's got to come alive because like you said, you get an injury to P.J. Tucker. Now you're starting to get a little thin at that at that post bout or at that, at that mobile five spot or even stretching the floor with Embiid. So Niang got to come along. So I still think you're a veteran short of maybe being a title contender but I, I am encouraged with James saying, hey, uh, I've already pocketed upwards of $250, 275000000 in my career. I forget the number today that was reported. Yeah. But he's a guy that recognizes he's not in the beginning of his prime or even the middle of his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not in the most physical shape, the best physical shape that you can be in right. year in and year out. Uh, his track record of quitting on teams is proven. So to me, it was... Uh, I want a man to get his coin, but he was honest in his own situation itself to say, hey, I have not lived up to my expectation. Let me show some love back to the organization who was obviously trusting me and bringing me in to be a difference maker. Yeah. And honestly, man, per matchup, I mean, the only team there you can really say that matches up with everybody in the East is Milwaukee. That's going to be or, my next question. Or Boston. Yeah. And really, I say Milwaukee, even over Boston, and Milwaukee, and Boston went to the finals, it's because you got that Giannis Antetokounmpo. You got that piece that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. So you really can't guard them any specific way. You can't put a big on him. You can't go small on him. You can't put wings on him. He's too physical. So there's to me, matchup wise, it's important that Philadelphia gets off to a great start. Mm-hmm. It's important that they develop that core around him so that they're so as we're getting into March, we're getting into early playoff time. Now you're in a rhythm, you're starting to flow, and maybe, maybe this core that they have with Tobias, who needs to be that guy, like you said. He okay. has to step up. You can't rely on Maxi. Tobias is a cheat code with his size, but he does not play up to it. But he's got to be that third guy. He's got to give you close to 20. If he can give you that, and Maxi's there, and Melton's there, and Thibault's there to play defense, and Tucker's there for his veteran leadership, you may be able to push to an Eastern Conference Finals.
1: All right, Coach. So I need you to turn turn into Negro Domus at this moment, okay? Talk to me. All right. So with James Harden, I need you to predict the future for me. So by James Harden giving Philadelphia those millions of dollars back, at the end of the season, do you think that James is going to be happy with his decision in regards to their outcome this year? Or do you think he's going to be happy in terms of their outcome by getting that money back? Because I'm saying that because I don't think the pieces that they got by allowing them to keep those—I know the season hasn't started yet—but I don't think that what he did is still going to propel them any farther
0: that they would have gone without them. Obviously, if you don't win it all, you're going to question why you do certain things. Yeah, I think it'll be more of a contentment. I'm just content. Okay, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. Do, do I think they're going to go to the finals next year? No. Mm-hmm. Even though I love Embiid, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but can I see you in a conference final? Yes. Okay. Per, per matchup. But to me, it all depends. And this is why I, I still bank my head on Milwaukee and even Boston. I would Those too. Those guys are proven in the regular season. We're going to play hard. Mm-hmm. Boston started off. Had that trouble, a little drama, yeah. but it didn't wait. They committed to play hard down the stretch.
1: Yeah, January, they turned it around.
0: Is I, I, Harden in the mid-January going to give you a great game? Yeah. Embiid will. Great point. But is Harden in the January going to give you a, a great game? Is he going to up – around the all-star break, is he going to take it? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to push the pedal to the metal? Yeah. Because to me, that all-star break, being a week long, that can zap momentum away from teams – are winning or can put you even more of a losing situation if you're losing.
1: Exactly. And you don't
0: want to be on that end because there's no practice time during that time. You're coming back right into a game. So I I hope from their perspective you you get one more piece. Mm -hmm. Who that piece is, I don't know. Yeah. Who that veteran is on the move around next year, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm encouraged with the Anthony Melton Size, athleticism. I'm encouraged with Batiste Stiebel. Okay. I'm encouraged with PJ Tucker being there. His ability to shoot it. More important, his defensive leadership. Of course. So it keeps Harden, even and be to an extent away from harder defensive matchups. Um, but to answer your question in I don't think it's neither. I think it's just contentment. And I hope he plays strong this season. Okay. Because. We said it a couple episodes ago. I think he's like Kyrie. You're on your last leg. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people are going to be willing to mortgage the house for you or mortgage a roster spot. And and honestly, we'll talk about this in the last segment. He's even to where even a Westbrook is. You can put Westbrook in there too. Kyrie on his way too. Kyrie, I mean, they're all there on that last step, being bought out and never playing in the NBA again. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that's hard to say with how talented those guys were. Key word, were. Yeah. So, to me, Harder got to he, – he's got to take it to another level, man. And he, are they talented to get to an NBA Finals? Yes. But then again, I I don't know, man. It all depends on how he approaches it. But I say contentment, neither happy nor sad is where he'll be. He'll just be kind of there, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And, and I want to actually stick with the Sixers.
1: I want to talk about Doc Rivers. It seems like every year he's on the hot seat in terms of his talent that he has, and he's not going far enough in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if James Harden taking his pay cut, having an MVP player like Joel Embiid, bringing veteran and championship experience with PJ Tucker, and you know, and uh, Tobias Harris, like I said, hopefully he's able to step up to the plate and be that third key player on the team. If all of those things come to fruition and the Sixers do not reach it to the Eastern Conference Championship, let alone the championship, would this
0: be Doc Rivers last year? I would say yes. Okay. And I don't think it's we want to fire Doc, but it, Doc hasn't had an offseason since Ooh. he came out the league. I think he went right into being an assistant coach. What, what late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, And I mean, I take that back. Because Orlando uh, was like, what, 01, 02 when they went? Right after Orlando, I think he called an NBA Finals. So I think he was out a couple years there, working for ABC, but he went right back into coaching. So, I mean, I would say yes, man. It's not because Doc can't coach. It's just that, to me, a guy with his pedigree, he's a championship coach. He's had plenty of good teams. Mm -hmm. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Maybe the time for him is just to play golf, enjoy his family in Florida, Enjoy the hell out of Austin Rivers. His yeah. son's a pretty good NBA player. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your son, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy your family, man, this may be it. I think they may need a new voice I think in so Philadelphia too. after this. Who that voice is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see who's on that staff. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, it, it, and to me, if you're going to bring in a voice, depending on how far they go, it's got to be strong I enough. I got a name.
1: Who, who you got? He's already on the staff. Who's that? Sam Cassell. Woo! That's,
0: you know what? Sam was close this year. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's, yeah. that That's that's a guy who could – him with Harden. You you tell a lot by Harden this year by Sam being that guy. Because I want to say Sam is the associate head coach. Or he coach. is. Yeah, he, he's, he's second in charge. So he's yeah. he's a
1: second in charge. The reason why I brought it up, and I'll let you get it back to you. Yeah. I was watching the uh, Up All in Smoke podcast. and had Darvin Ham on there. Love Darvin. And uh, he was talking about how he was playing overseas – and he came back to uh, Houston, Texas, to play in their summer leagues and hoop at the gyms where the Rockets used to uh, work out at. Yeah. They say they ran to Sam Cassell. And then, of course, he, Sam Cassell is the one that helped Darvin Ham get to the league because they went to Denver with George Carl. No, not Denver, Milwaukee. But that's Sam right. Cassell was there. Yeah, that's Ray right. Ray yeah, yeah. Big Dog and Mike Red and all of them. Ooh, Big said, Dog hey, man. Bilal, my boy. All right, so I got, you know, Darvin Ham want you to check him out. Yep. And that's how he got to the league. And he's like, I'm not going to forget him for that. And I remember going to New Orleans last year. Uh, to watch uh, the Pelicans and the Sixers play. And I see Sam Cassell out there working on MB, working out uh, Danny Green. It's just like he's just so hands-on versus, you know, Doc Rivers is like a manager in baseball and versus like the head coach. And like, the manager oversees everything, but the coach has his hands on everything. And that's what I saw with Sam Cassell, and I believe that those associate coaches like Darvin Ham and like uh, Ime Adoka are able to take that next step here. have a different voice in the Philadelphia locker room.
0: That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, in my head, I was thinking. You mentioned Darvin Ham. Darvin actually would have been a pretty good candidate for a team like Philadelphia. Agreed. Agreed. And Doc would have been the guy for the Lakers. Agreed. And I'm saying that Darvin won't have success this year with L.A. But I, I think you're right. Doc. Doc is that old school. Oh yeah, he's already respected. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in the day to day, but behind the scenes, he's going to let his other guys exactly be aggressive in their in their coaching style mm-hmm. and put their coaching style on those guys because Doc knows his voice. Mm-hmm. Doc Doc is one of uh, I mean, sponsors in there, obviously. Um, uh, uh, the great Greg Popovich is still in the league. Um, Brad Stevens was a guy, but in Mayu Doka. So, very few guys have that voice. Have that command, have that attention from star players the way Doc has. Yeah, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is another one. Yeah. I just, I just hope with Doc, they fulfill at, at least get to, at least give him an opportunity to get to the mountaintop. Yeah. Don't lose in the second round. Mm. Push past the, the finals. I mentioned this uh, in our first free agency episode about Brad Bill and everybody seeing how great he can be on that stage. Same thing for Embiid get to mm. that stage because the world needs to witness what they witnessed with Giannis and honestly he and Giannis are top two three guys with Jokic this those three it's big those guys, three guys yeah. in, in the league put Steph in that group he's, he's number four put you know whoever you want at five but those yeah. four guys are the top four guys in the league so uh, he needs to be on that stage it's about time Yo, with Yogi's too it's about time but getting back to Embiid, it's, he it's about time you get to the point where we can throw your name in with some of the game's greats past or present yeah all right so that's our little recap in regards
1: to the hardened contract structure the impact on the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm glad we was able to dig deep into that. Uh, but transitioning over to, of course, another hot summer topic with the free agency overview. Uh, so Coach Flight, he has his papers out,
0: seeing so ready to go. Uh, so we want to start with the Eastern Conference first. Man, we're just going to go Eastern Conference, alphabetical order, man. Okay. I got all the teams here, so I'm going to go alphabetical in the East. But biggest thing, man, that, I, that we want to highlight here, and this is probably the last focus on free agency that will have major focus uh, here on the Hoop Kings podcast, man, we just want to highlight the moves being made and then some things that stand out too uh, from us as well. So the first team, man, that I'ma look at here on my page, man, the Atlanta Hawks uh, really didn't do much here in free agency. Signed Aaron Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, couple wing guys here. Uh, Boston Celtics, obviously bringing in Malcolm Brogdon, wow, was huge. Yes, huge, and Danilo Gallinari hmm And Danilo Gallinari, that, man. So, to me, oh, that man. solidified them as a top two or three team. And I think right now uh, they're number two in Vegas as the betting favorite behind Golden State to win the finals next year. I agree, man. The bench got a lot better. Ooh. Listen, man, that team Danilo's is, is a walking bucket anyway. I, if that's not a 65-win team, and, I'm, and I know that obviously guys are going to take nights off, but their bench is so strong. Mm-hmm. Tatum or Brown could have a night off, and you still get the win. Mm-hmm. Brogdon and, and Gall- Gallinari. is a 20-point-per-game scorer in his prime. Yes. So, I, Brogdon is an all-star. So, to me, you bring those two guys in already to a veteran team, and those guys are veterans, so they're going to fit right into that. Yeah. God God bless the Boston Celtics. Great move by Brad Stevens there. Yes, sir.
1: Good move. Good offseason for him so far.
0: Brooklyn Nets kind of just reloading. I, I like their core. KD, Kyrie, sit your butts down. It's okay. Stay with the team because you actually don't have a bad one. You pick yeah. up a, a guy who can give you 20 points per game and TJ Warren. You resign Patty Mills. You got Nick Claxton Ooh. returning on a two-year deal. So not bad. That's,
1: good. That's a good team. That's probably the best. If KD would have got traded, I think the Nets would still be a better team than the team he got traded to.
0: At, at this point, I, 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 I meant, we mentioned the Celtics. We mentioned The Sixers, we mentioned the Bucks. The the Nets are right there. That's a good roster, you just read. That's a very good roster. So, these two guys, God knows what the hell Kyrie does. And God bless KD. Like I said, he just gets in his own way, man. But if you just stay. Bruh, if they don't move you, come back and hoop out. Yeah. Try to get a chip, man. Might as well. And it's all matchups. Like I said, the only ungodly matchup that's out there is Milwaukee. Everybody yeah. else, you can, you can match up with Boston. You can go with Boston. You can have two of the best three guys on the floor.
1: Yeah, they just checked out last year. They, they just checked out, man. Yeah. So,
0: God bless the Nets, man. Yes, sir. Moving on. Charlotte Hornets, man. And I want to get to Charlotte, man. It's about time, Mike. It's about time we build this winner, man. Or you got to sell the franchise. Or bring in a GM that can actually is competent enough to do their job to get you top talent. You got LaMelo Ball, but man, you're going to lose LaMelo if you don't turn this thing around. Shit. And, I, and obviously, you got the big contract. LaMelo's probably going to sign for 250 to 300 mil that bag. in a couple years. Yeah. And you know, LaVar going to be set out there in Chino. <laughs> big up. Big my up son. to the big ball of brand. <laughs> That's my boy. He could do anything. But... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You still got to build a team. They've Cody Martin, good quality player. They, they, I, I want to see what happens with Miles Bridges. Obviously, he's going through the legal situation. Yeah, they might let him go. And honestly, man, if he gets charged, man, good night. I'll see you later in another life, man, because uh, his career is done. Yeah, I'll catch you a lifetime, man. Um, and that's his fault. But I, I want to see Mike build a roster that's solid and that can push forward. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, Goran Dragic, Drummond, Derrick Jones, quality fit. They got to be more consistent this year. Bringing in Drummond and Dragons don't move the meter for me. Too no. many veterans. But y'all got enough talent to at least get to the playoffs. And, and do stay so. healthy, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. Stay healthy. Thank you. Lonzo, I'm trusting you, man. I said you a championship point guard. You got to prove it to me, dog. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Darius Garland. Bringing him on a five-year extension. Ricky Rubio, three-year deal. Robin Lopez, great move. Ray Neto, mm. great move from the Jazz. You're bringing in veterans. Cavs is filling out. They're looking like they a needed. playoff team in the some East. Bets. Yeah. Coming next, Detroit Pistons. Marvin Bagley, Kevin Knox. Two quality moves by the Pistons. They're young, they're upcoming, they're exciting. Hey man, they're next. I told people, that's give you an early preview in October. Who's my surprise team to make the playoffs in the East? It's gonna be the Detroit Pistons, man. I think mm. they loaded with young talent. They're coming or maybe that. They'll, they'll be in that play-in situation. Coach Fly said Detroit Pitts hey, in the playoffs. Book it. Hey, if not in the playoffs, though, they'll I'll be in that, in that 8 or 9 spot battling okay. to get in. So, All right. I trust this team. This is a team in three years. If you keep the talent, develop it. You got Jay Ivey now. You, you got Cade Cutterham. Hey, man. You can see yourself in Eastern Conference Finals two, three years from now. All right. What up, though, Detroit? Indiana Pacers, man. Solid moves. Andrew Nimhard, young kid. Bringing him in, Jalen Smith played very well as another young guy, man. So you're getting great work there. Miami Heat next up. You resign. You bring back Victor Oladipo. You bring back Dwayne Dedman. Kayla Martin. Guys, you already already had in your team, just not shaking things up. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks similar to the Boston Celtics, bringing in Joe Ingles, solid solid return. Pat Connaughton solid return. Javon Carter solid return. Serge Ibaka solid return. They just loaded, man. They yeah. just loaded. Y'all already know how it is. Stay New healthy, Serge. Stay healthy, Serge. New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson. Two big signings there. Bringing back Mitchell Robinson is huge. Stay healthy, Mitchell um, Robinson. At some point, the Knicks can't commit to Mitchell if they're not winning. Mm. You committed to Jalen, but if this ain't working at two. You got to let Mitchell go, let him get to a better situation and start to rebuild. So you got to see something in the next two years. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Magic, they got the babies down there. Obviously, Paolo Bancaro is the guy that we're looking at moving forward. He's the best player on the team. We just talked about Philadelphia, Tucker, House, Harden, all in their situations there. Mm -hmm. Toronto Raptors bringing back Chris Boucher on a deal, three-year deal. Uh, Bringing Otto Porter from the Golden State Warriors, man. I didn't know about that. Big move. Thaddeus Young comes back as Young as a guy like Otto Porter, veteran, early 30s, who What's can go to a nice, championship he can team. Do everything. So he, can get, he can play the five, he can play the three, he yeah. can shoot it, he can post. Yep. Uh, and then Washington, obviously their big move was bringing back Bradley Bill. Anything stand out to you as far as the Eastern Conference?
1: I didn't know about the Otto Porter signing to Toronto. Uh, so that's a big signing for them. And also uh, with Milwaukee, uh, bringing back, I mentioned it uh, while you were speaking. That's with Serge Ibaka. Because I know he is a key component, as I see, like a P.J. Tucker or a Goran Dragic to a mm-hmm. playoff team. He can give you a strong 15 minutes. Like if, if Bobby Portis gets hurt or Brooke Lopez gets in foul trouble, Serge is a good substitute for that. So I believe all the, tops, all the top teams in the East got better. Um, I like your take on Detroit. Uh, that's a good sleeper team uh, with Orlando. Um, I just think they're probably the worst in the East. But uh, my secret team, I guess I'd probably want to, I would probably want to go with Charlotte because I am a La Mello Bell fan. And with Michael Jordan, I don't want him to be the Jerry Jones of the NBA. But when it comes to have his hands on everything, y'all just suck for the next 20 years because I love MJ. But as an owner, he ain't cutting it for me, bro. That's just my little review.
0: Uh, I, I, I want to stick with Orlando real quick. Okay, let's go stay the there. Before I go to the West. All right. You shot me a text, said Ron. Man, this kid out of France, Victor Wyambo, yeah, 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 seven three. I, I ain't seen nobody that big move like that, bro. And so to me, I look at Orlando, and we anticipate them probably being the worst team in the league. I do, yeah. Is is him and Paolo potentially a Shaq and Penny combination? And Palo being more of the Shaq type. It's going to be interesting because with Utah, it's thirty years later. Yeah, because with
1: Utah, you see what Danny Ainge is doing. He's getting trying to get rid of everybody to tank for Victor. So I think it's going to come down to those two teams. But I would prefer to see Victor in Orlando
0: uh, because of Ooh. of that combination. That's a dangerous combination. Yeah. Before this, this kid's something else, man. Yeah, he said I seen him in uh, man when you shot it. When you shot his name over to me, mm-hmm. pulling up highlights for Rudy Gobert. I'm like dog he's killing Gobert and then granted Gobert wasn't playing hard but for him to get a shot off against a guy who's got an eight foot wingspan like come on man so to to me man that kid to potentially see that in the NBA mix with an Orlando who could get that pick again yep I'm just saying hey man they'll probably have the most ping pong balls but hey for
1: sure because if you see that combination and if they do well Orlando's going to be a good place for free agents to go no state tax good weather Eastern Conference is not as hard as the West. I agree with that. Yeah. So we'll see,
0: man. You got Mickey and Minnie down there. <laughs> All right, now. LeBron said he ain't never going back because of the bubble. Hey, man. Well, hey, he, he might not have no choice, man. Bronny might be down yeah, there. Exactly. That's the only reason why he <laughs> go.
1: If Brian go down there, Blue will go play for free.
0: Man, gang, listen. We're going to get to the Western Conference here, man. Run through those, man. Let's do it. Dallas Mavericks. JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Big pickup. Big pickup for them. Y'all know how I feel about JaVale. So it kind of makes sense why the Suns kept uh, DeAndre Aiden. Dallas got better, bro. Dallas got better. Christian, Christian Wood, Wood and him will be a leap. And they can play together on the floor, too. Mm-hmm. You keep Theo Pinson, who is a great role player for you. Denver Nuggets been moving and grooving this offseason, uh, bringing in some guys. Bruce Brown, who played up in uh, Brooklyn,
1: that's right, They you yeah.
0: signed a two-year deal, Contavius Caldwell-Pope coming over from Washington. Obviously, you were signed Jokic to the, the biggest contract yeah. at this point Get in NBA history, 275. And you bring in a guy who I thought was done two or three seasons ago, but he still got a little ball left and can give you a couple minutes, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it right there. He the new
1: John Sally, man. <laughs> just, stealing, just stealing money. Sitting on the end of
0: everybody's bench. Might as well be in Bad Boys Four, man, while you at it. <laughs> go go to Hey, the champions, go to State Warriors. Like I said, we're going out for better We'll Go to State. Warriors. Dante DiVincenzo. Huge pickup, very similar to what Brogden is and Ingles is. Not sexy as for a superstar, but from a depth component and how physical and how well he's gonna play. Yeah. He's a fifteen point per game guy coming off the bench. That's scary. hmm And then you can you resign Ke- Kevon Looney, which is huge, man, who to me was honestly and and I know Steph was your guy, but to me, without Looney being man. the second most important player in that series to me, and I know Wiggins was there, I know Clay, I know Poole, but Looney's presence and his offensive rebounding mm-hmm. in the last two series against Dallas and Boston absolutely changed the perspective of how we view big man in this league. They matter. Absolutely. Great uh, point. Houston Rockets re signed Jay Sean Tate. Great role player out of Ohio State. Oh wait. Um, played in Australia, came over, finally get his footing. He's a guy to me that's a glue guy, a young version of someone like a P.J. Tucker, a a young guy who you can, at some point, he'll fit on a championship roster because he's just a guy that can do everything. Guards you, defend you, uh, can handle the ball, can guard the post, can guard one through five. He's a guy that brings a lot to the game of basketball. Yeah. Great Re signing for the um, Houston Rockets. Yeah. Los Angeles Clippers, Nick Batum, John Wall, are two biggest signings. They keep Coffee, they're another big man they got, and they're starting big man Ivanka uh, Zubach. So to mm. me, hey, it, it's just time for the Clippers. I'm they tired no, of telling this story. No excuses. Ty Liu is probably one to two, three best coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You got no excuses this year. You got to bring it. Yeah. An, an, an under the radar team. Y'all <laughs> so can hear my pair. Under the radar signings by the Breaking news Los Angeles Lakers, man They actually didn't have a bad free agency pair Juan Toscano Anderson Coming over from the Warriors
1: Good role player
0: Troy Brown, who can shoot the three mm-hmm. Thomas Bryant, young, good young big man in the league Damian Jones coming in as a young good big man I'm glad they brought him back And then a kid that I think is going to make a difference with Darvin Ham, he's going to be that beast that they need on the wing guarding guys. Lonnie Walker from San Antonio, huge pickup. So, I think the Lakers actually got better. He might start in this offseason. <laughs> My goodness, Memphis Grizzlies bringing in Ty, uh, bringing back Tyus Jones, yeah, uh, bringing back John Conchar. Great field good story by John Conchar. Uh, played uh, low level D1 basketball, guy that ain't supposed to be in the NBA, but turns around, gets a three year extension by his professionalism and how he approaches his game every day congrats young man John Morant obviously agreed a five year deal we gonna see what Memphis do man cause hey it's a lot of people coming man so they gotta take expectation and raise it up next year Oh, for sure Minnesota god oh god (laughs) I'm sorry guys I'm supposed to be professional on the podcast Minnesota I just throw up every time I see this deal I, obviously, obviously, you bring in Rudy Gobert for the, the whole team. Whole team. Uh, but you do bring Kyle Henderson in. Carl Anthony Towns agreed to a four-year, 220-plus mill extension. You bring Brent Forbes in, good young point guard from Milwaukee. Torian Prince, he returns. You sign mm. Austin Rivers. So it, mm. they're, they're similar to what Philadelphia is to me. Not deep, good players, but if you get an injury or two, it's good night, Irene. Yeah, they got names on their team, but can they produce? Pelicans. It's all about Zion. That's all I'm going to say. He's got to step up. He's got to be that guy this year. You got paid, man. It's time oh, to play. For the OKC Thunder fans, they were signing Lou Dort. Young team, I think their highlight here within this free agency came with Summer League. Us being mm. able us being able Chet. to witness Chet Holmgren yeah. and Josh Giddy ben together. Giddy, yep. And you pair that with Shea Gilgrest Alexander, you got something to work with down there. Yeah. Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns were signing DeAndre Aiden. Bringing back Kevin Booker. I'm shocked, yeah. Um... You got Bismarck, Bianco, agrees to a new year deal. Damian Lee, guard from the Warriors, and Josh Okogie, a good young player that can provide some depth on the wing. Not sexy, not going to move it, but they stay consistent with who they are. Yeah, Portland, they just get younger. The biggest news for Portland, though, you sign Gary Payton II to a three-year deal. That's huge for them. That gives you a guy that can start, guy you can bring off the bench, a guy if Dame moves, he can start in the backcourt with Anthony Simons uh, and uh, Shaden Sharp. Young man out of Kentucky that just got drafted. You got some young guys to work with, but I think Peyton can now rise a level in his play because now we have more of an opportunity to play. Absolutely. Sacramento Kings bring in Malik Monk. Huge pickup for them. I thought he played well with the Lakers. You put him here with Mike Brown, good young team. Sacramento is another sleeper of mine who should be better. I'm not saying playoffs, but to me, they're probably, I, I think they'll be in that play-in situation moving forward okay a team that to me that is young they're rebuilding Greg Popovich big dog you gotta you gotta keep it moving yeah but man curtain call for you man that's all I'm gonna say there on San Antonio they bringing Gordy Jane Coden Johnson two young guys and then uh, last but not least the Utah Jazz don't do much obviously they moved house for Rudy Gobert bringing back some of those guys from draft picks mainly from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, I know that's a long list for everybody. That's what we do here on the Hoop King Podcast. We're going to break it down to the nitty-gritty, man. Yes, sir. Anything stick out as far as those Western Conference free agency moves or just offseason moves in general? Well, first of all, I appreciate
1: your research, uh, Dr. Coach Flight. Uh, definitely thank you for that, man, uh, just to give us a, a, a breakdown in terms of free agency across the league. Uh, but I do like your Sacramento Kings take Uh, because I believe uh, Devonta Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, I believe they can do a lot in the pick and roll. Um, I really love the Dallas Mavericks and what they've done in the offseason. Because I know Mark Cuban has always been trying to get a key veteran to come join the Dallas team. And I believe them getting to the conference finals allowed that to happen. Because in the NBA, man, if you win and you have a solid culture and good management and ownership, people are going to come. And and I believe I having a, a cornerstone player uh, like Luca being there and then with Christian Wood, like, he had, like, a small space of time where he was killing, getting 20 and 15 almost every game. Then he got hurt. And I believe him being with Luca is going to draw attention to him, away from him, excuse me, to get those lob opportunities and those key shots in the corner. And he can shoot the three as well. And um, – it's Dallas. And then with L.A., I'm going to talk about it for, real quick for the Lakers. Like, we know who the three headed monster is going to be, but it's like at the end of the day, can the others, as Shaq will call them, step up to the plate, man? Because mm-hmm. you know AD is going to get hurt. Who's going to be the front court player that can step up in his steed? LeBron can only do so much. I know he's Superman. I know we saw him at the Drew League. He's in absolutely great shape. By the end of the day, bro, we can't put the whole team on his back. So, Ken Russell step, step it up. You know, Ken, uh, what's the guy from the Spurs that came on with Lonnie Walker? Lonnie Walker. like He's, he's probably, you know what I mean, he's probably going to end up
0: starting if they don't sign anybody else. He's what Monk and Stanley Johnson was last couple of years. I think okay. Stanley Johnson's still on the team, but okay, he's big wing, 6'5". He can go to the perimeter, athletic, right. so
1: so i am glad that they went after younger talent versus bringing in them ogs thank you lebron you know what i mean so i'm cool with that and then um outside of them i'm really looking for it i said this in a previous podcast before is watching the pelicans play because they're a playoff team without zion by bringing back a 27 point score to add to that team with cj getting the an offseason and training camp with the squad they're a team that should be in the top four in the west So if I had just a few teams just to keen off of, it would be the Pelicans, the Dallas
0: Mavericks, and the sleeper would be those Sacramento Kings. I want to piggyback on Dallas. Okay. Because everybody kind of freaked out saying, oh, they lost Brunson for nothing. Yeah. I think what made um, Mark Cuban, Jason Kidd, so comfortable down there in Dallas was knowing that their second-best player, Tim Hardaway Jr., was hurt. Oh yeah. So I, uh, you, 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 get a guy who's six five, who can score, who can get you fifteen to twenty a game. Easy, easy buckets. Mm-hmm. He's only he can score 30, Stress 40 a game at certain times. Mm-hmm. He can shoot it. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a is a real NBA player. Mm-hmm. Uh, just maybe second, third tier guy, but he's a real NBA guy. So to me, you get him at he's cheaper. He's already in the contract. He's not gonna cost as much as Brunson. Yeah. You can save that money. You don't have to go over the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Bringing in Javale though. To me, puts them in a stratosphere to be back in that top four or five in the West. And they're a big team. They're a big team. You they're got like Wood and higher. Yeah, Luca, Hardaway, mm-hmm. uh, Theo Penson. Um, uh, uh, what's what's my other man down there from Carolina? Uh, played very well this year. Don't have the Ross in front of me, but um, to me, you got a like I said a big team. Mm-hmm can handle the ball. The only thing that I will continuously say with them, can there, can Wood and Miguel be a factor offensively? Yeah. Can they get shots at the rim? Can Wood be able to knock down shots from perimeter? And if the ball doesn't stick, I can easily see Luka and those boys back in a second, maybe even a conference final next year, even with the Clippers and maybe even with the Suns and those teams. Yeah. Because they've already got that experience under the belt. Uh the, the the reason why I'm so high on on Sacramento to at least do something, you you got two quality guys in Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. And now I've seen this kid Keegan Murray. Now he was in the Big Ten. We're in Big Ten country too. Yep. So seeing him play over the course of the last two seasons Uh, have been phenomenal, seeing this kid kind of ascend up, really lead. uh, He was one of the country uh, uh, college basketball's leaders in the country in scoring, I think around uh, 25, 26 a game. Uh, He's a guy who can fill it up, very natural. Uh, But at the same time, I love what they're doing. I love Mike Brown being there, and I think having Davion Mitchell there, you got some young pieces to work with, very similar to what Detroit is doing. And I seen a crazy stat yesterday on uh, Twitter, just kind of going around NBA Twitter. No current NBA player has played against the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings, Kings in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So, man, we, we got to end the drought, man. We, we come from the days where Sacramento oh, was a perennial uh, playoff team for a couple years, should have been the finals favorite to win it all. So, yeah. it's time, Sacramento. And with Sacramento, man, back
1: when we were growing up in the in my 2000s, bro, that they were part of a league where there were maybe one or two superstars on every team. And every team had a great structure. And now looking at it now here in 2022, 20 years later, I'm still trying to figure out now what is the culture of the NBA? Because now we're seeing players that are demanding trades. We have guys doing you know, player options, have a chance to resign and do their contracts after just one year. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement. When it comes to uh, people sitting out games for uh, load management, you know, stuff like stuff we didn't see back then. So what I want to talk about now with you, Coach, is where what direction is the league going in terms of the core, uh, the the culture of the NBA, or just the importance of winning?
0: The importance of winning is everything, man. When you see teams that have Mastered it and have perfected the approach. Mm -hmm. So, what I mean by that is your Golden State Warriors, your Chicago Bulls, your San Antonio Spurs, Mm -hmm. uh, your Los Angeles Lakers, and Boston Celtics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Franchises that, number one, we're going to develop our core. We're going to draft to that core. Mm-hmm. We're going to nurture that core to an extent. Um, and then we're going to bring in pieces that fit around that core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get too crazy with coaching movement. We're going to be settled at the top in terms of ownership and front office, even down to the medical staff. Um, with some of these other teams, and obviously everybody was like, well, there used to be big threes back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll just go to this modern NBA man after the after the merger there in the late '70s. You know, they say, well, Boston had a big three. Well, Boston drafted their big three, right? And only a guy of note that they brought in was Bill Walton, and he was hurt by the yeah, time they got done. there. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan championships. Really, the only guy of note that they brought in was Dennis Robin out of their six titles on the second half of that. Everybody else was homegrown talent. Mm -hmm. You look at the San Antonio Spurs, homegrown Homegrown talent. talent. Yeah. Golden State, homegrown talent. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, obviously, you bring Shaq in, but remember, the first three years you didn't win with Shaq. Exactly. But Kobe, homegrown talent. Derek Mm -hmm. Fisher, homegrown talent. Lamar Odom was in the league, but wasn't as established. Pau Gasol in the same way. Mm-hmm. They get to L.A., went through some growing pains, finally won and got over the hurdle. And And some of those signings didn't feel like they were huge signings at all. Mm-mm. I think where we as a culture in America, we tend to like bright and shiny things. We're infatuated. Man, I was off topic. I was watching the news the other day, and we're talking about Great Britain. About the king and the and the queen and the parliament, like why? <laughs> Somebody help explain me. What what does that have to do with anything? Right. Now, right. granted, Britain may have their hands in American politics. Nobody's disputing that. But why are we so infatuated with them when it probably ain't the other way around? Oh, big facts. But that's just the culture. Is <laughs> everybody likes bright and shiny? Right. And that's okay. But it does not define success. Mm -hmm. Just because you hide in a moment don't define that you've been successful. Yeah. And so when when I look at some of these teams, man, and I I look at the player, what what players like LeBron James has done for the league, LeBron got guys thinking that they him. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I like about LeBron, granted LeBron left situations, But he didn't do it four or five years out like you see in guys today. He's not bitching about salaries that guys did today. For sure. He went to the last year of his deal, or he went through his deal, and then he said, I'm out. I'm out out of Cleveland. I'm out of Miami. I'm out of Cleveland. And it'll probably be the same way we're in L.A. Hopefully he wants to stay. Yep. Uh, So, and I'm going to kick it back to you for for your response. I, I think, to me, there has to be, as we move into this next collective bargaining agreement, Obviously, there's more money on the table. We said that last episode, $75 billion potential contract in two years for media rights in the NBA. Yeah. So it's even going to be more money. We're going to see probably at the by the end of uh, 2029, 2030, a $400 million contract by some guy, young player in the league or not in the league right now. Um, we're going to see that money explode. But to me, how teams are structured and how teams win – and how you go about your business, it doesn't change, man. Homegrown talent means more. One thing, and I I want you to piggyback off this too for me. Mm -hmm. I heard where where the NBA ratings were highest in cities, Phoenix, Milwaukee, uh, um, Dallas, places like that where, Mm -hmm. excuse me, where they're winning. Mm -hmm. Um, Not in Brooklyn. Not in L.A. Mm -hmm. Chicago. Not in Chicago. Yeah. Because we're bringing in... Guys, mm-hmm. at some point, man, it's all about the talent we're bringing in. Yeah, the media loves it, ESPN loves it, we want to talk about it. But if those fans are saying, hey, this does not matter to us, that does, teams got to begin to listen.
1: I completely agree with that, man. And the few things I want to reiterate when you're talking about those cultures like the Spurs and like Golden State and like Chicago and the early Lakers and even looking at Philadelphia with AI, like they kept him there and just decided to build around him. And you kind of see that with Milwaukee. You know, they got their cornerstone player and they build around him. And it feels like those teams that have great cultures and they build within, they're the ones that happen to be, you know, standing at the end of the at the at the end of the line holding up the championship trophy. So the culture that's great. But then secondly when you bring up LeBron James, I believe the shift did take place. I know he did fulfill his contract. But the fact that him and D-Wade and Chris Boss went to Miami, yes, they were free agents. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't even have to watch the NBA season because I know who's going to be in the finals. Not one. You know what I mean? Not two. Ever since then, it's not like, three. I remember watching first take. It's the first game of the year. It's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be going to stay Cleveland in the finals. It's like I shouldn't have to think that, and it's like that for four years straight. So I know that took some eyes away from the from the stations, from the channels, from the NBA, because the season was already written. And that's why I love last year so much, because there was so much parody when it came to the league. And I feel we're going to get back to that, because those quote-unquote super teams have fizzled. And I believe that the younger talent that's coming are going to be able to carry that torch that LeBron and KD is going to leave. And a side note as well, bro, like these big players, are like they old? Like KD, mm-hmm. I didn't, it's his 16th season in the league. Going on 34 years old. That fast. You know, You know, uh, Curry's 34. You know, Russ is going to be 34. Of course, LeBron is going to be 38. So I hope that those who are avid NBA watchers truly appreciate the greatness that is at the tail end of their careers. but then also with the money, bro, it's like you can be the 10th man on the bench and still be getting like $10 million.
0: Oh, you know probably what I mean? going up to fifteen twenty mean? I can like only
1: God. imagine being a former player, like you know the KGs. Like you know, it was crazy how he was. He got two hundred million dollar contracts. I was wild. But the fact that someone like Jokic, Jokic is a good player, but I always take KG first, in my opinion. Oh, of course. He's making almost two. You making two hundred percent more than he got. You know, I was making like yeah. three hundred million. Jokic, yeah. oh, because he was born. You know, ten years, fifteen years later. So the money is going to be absolutely crazy. I hope the money tra- transitions into good product on the court. And also, I like where the league is going in terms of giving these former players head coaching jobs rather than recycling the same coaches like the D'Antonis of the world. There's always getting a job here and there. And his name is always out for a job for a job so I'm like how Chauncey Billups is stepping in there mm-hmm. you got your uh, green uh, down in New Orleans you know Darvin Ham Darvin Ham coming to LA exactly so, like so I'm glad these brothers yep. are getting opportunities and showing that hey we're not just good players we
0: can also coach great players as well uh, I think that's important moving into the next phase of the NBA is getting guys that can relate. and yes. And, yes. and it, it doesn't have to be the young guy. It doesn't have to be the young hotshot. It can be an OG, but I think that OG has to be able to – They got to relate to the players, Relate man. to the players yeah. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's what Steve Kerr has done out there in Golden State. We discussed it with Doc Rivers. He's done it too. Uh, you know, we, we see it at uh, Eric Spoelstra down in Miami. The yeah. successful ones find ways in terms of their approach to get the most out of guys on on the court and off the court. Uh, I think, too, when you look at those teams, strong front offices, too. And this is something that fans need to get in tune with. Yep. It, it's not just, oh, we got LeBron and only care about him. You got to care about what your front office is doing.
1: And that's what players are looking for, too, is management in front office, for yeah.
0: sure. The, the health of it is important. That's yeah. why nobody signed up with the Knicks. Mm, they we, never will, as long as Dolan's there. Dolan's there. I mean, any other owner probably would have put together a move to try to get Donovan Mitchell at some capacity. And I know you got... Uh, World worldwide West there, mm-hmm. you know, doing things. Leon thing. Rose. Leon Rose there, uh, former agents now, mm-hmm. head of the Knicks. And, and they're doing a good job. But like you said, Dolan hasn't created a culture that is inviting, accepting to the fans. You see what he does to his former players? To a former player? Spike Lee? Nobody wants to play in that culture, man. Nah. And, and granted, yeah, man, you got the MSG group, man, and, mm-hmm. you know, your brother owns the Indians and things like that. So, you, yeah, you, you come from a successful well, – or Guardians now. Yeah, Guardians. Your brother, you come from a successful family, but doesn't mean that you're building a successful operation. Mm-hmm. It's important, man. Yeah, it's important, man. And I, I, like these teams that are pushing back against these star guys. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm all for player empowerment, man. But I got to shake up, a, I got to shake up the room in, man. Yeah, we we can't all be mad at the owners. We we all can't be mad. Well, he got all the money. We can't be mad and say, well, these players is like slavery. We, 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 we can't be mad and say well he can he can do whatever he want yeah. like we can't be mad at that these guys have been put in position and have earned these franchises by their worth ethic and how they got their money yeah but at the same time you gotta appreciate the ones that work with the guys you love exactly look I was listening to, about the Clippers today man Okay. how the Clippers could make a potential move to spice up their team one thing that goes from their their ability to adapt Ty Lue, it's one of the best strategic coaches and one of the best game coaches, one of the best managers in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can take a roster on the move and win with them. you seen him last year bringing in Covington and Norm Powell in yeah. uh, that deal. Um, you know, coming over from Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, to, to me, they're a team who Balmer appreciates, George. He likes Kawhi. He has faith in Ty Lue. He's taking a chance on a guy like John Wall. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 got an opportunity to to do something great, and he's not quitting on these guys. He's not giving up on these guys. He's giving these guys every opportunity to work, building a new arena in Englewood coming soon. Yeah. Giving these guys a, a new image. So players gotta appreciate that man and try to instead of saying, "Hey, it's them against us." Work with your front office. Try to get the best out of your situation, man. And keep it pushing, man. Because to, to me, the one thing players, and we're seeing it, guys on their last leg. Yeah. Culture is everything. Yeah. And you don't want to be that guy that's on your last leg. Mm. Because, hey, man, just like they said in one of my favorite movies, Paid in Full. Hey, man, I'm going to just phrase it because it's, 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 it went away that quick. Mm. But, man, when... You know, they cheer for Magic and Bird. Oh, Mitt, money-making mitts. Money-making mitts, I man. love the game. I love the hustle. <laughs> I love the hustle. But when they stop cheering, mm-hmm. will the fans still love me? Yep. If I left the game, will they still love me? Will they still love me? Yep. So, So to me, I, I say that with these guys, man. When we stop cheering for you, when it's time for you to bow out the game, mm-hmm. will you be forgotten or will you be appreciated? And culture and core and winning is a part of that appreciation. I can sure. confidently say 10 years from now, when Giannis hangs it up, we're going to appreciate that guy. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. The same way we talk about Bill Russell. The same way we talk about uh, uh, Dr. J. The same way we talk about Magic and Bird and Mike. Yeah. The same way we talk about Shaq. Mm-hmm. Same way we talk about Kobe. Right. LeBron too, to an extent. Mm-hmm. How will these next guys be received, man? Mm-hmm. So to me, man, we 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 got out of we we have to get out of this this pansy phase, this diva phase. Let's get back to hooping and competing and trying to win and trying to do it at a high level. Because man, guess what? By the time ain't no joke, and the game gonna pass you by.
1: Yo, I absolutely agree, man. I just want to transition to a last part of the show before we close out. You talked about being soft and being pansy and all this other stuff, bro. And the mm-hmm. place you can't be that is on the blacktop. So I'm going to steal a topic that I got Woo. from a podcast. So if you go into the blacktop and it's you and four other players, they can be – Dead or alive, man. Remember, if you go to the blacktop, you might have to fight too. All right. So just know, make sure you just get all you know scores and catching three shooters. You might have to bring some real shooters. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So once again, it's you and four of the players. You're going to the blacktop. So dead or alive, NBA players. Who is Coach Flight taking with him to the blacktop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great question for. Players who I would take to the black top with me. Yeah, they
1: gotta have games. I just gotta know how to fight. Might have to fight somebody
0: too. Gotta have them hands. Man. That's a great question, bro. You're gonna make me think about this one. You said NBA players? NBA players, man. I can't take Shep with the corduroys and sweater? Nah, nah, nah. No, 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 no,
1: fictional people. (laughs) They have to dressed up in the league, put them same jersey,
0: shorts, and shoes on the hardwood. Man, so, okay. My, my five that I'm going to the hardwood with. You playing. I'm playing. Yeah. Woo, I am. Because you and four other players. Okay, Coach Fly could get buckets back in his day, so I don't need nobody else too. two. <laughs> me and four other guys. Bring me. Yep. Bring me the sickest mentality in all the sports, the Black Mamba. Okay, Kobe. of course, Kobe the Great. Me and Kobe in the backcourt. All right. Blacktop. I got to take one of my favorite personal players, a guy that I feel is left in the dust when we talk about talent. Okay. That's my man, Lamar Odom. I'm taking Lamar Odom he with me to the blacktop. Okay, L.O., stand I'm up. I'm taking L.O. to the blacktop with me. Okay. So him, Kobe, me, I got to get nasty. Give me KG on the blacktop. Okay, Jizzle. And these ain't the best players, but these who I take to the blacktop. Exactly, exactly, that's the whole point. It's the whole point. And then in the middle, give me... uh. Give me young Shaq, okay. Orlando Shaq, All right. early L.A. Shaq. Okay, early 2000 Shaq. Hey, that's dunking on you and ain't giving a damn. Okay. Balls in your face. <laughs> Ask Chris Dudley. <laughs> Sit in that chair. So me, Kobe, L.O., Garnett, Shaq. That's hey. a mean lineup. That's my five. They're not the best team, but when we go to the black top, it's going to be hard to beat us. That's a mean lineup. All right.
1: So let me think, man. So I'm a, I'm gonna play the wing. I'm gonna play the three. So I'm gonna need a one, two, four, and five. So if you got KG, I gotta bring out Sheed ooh, I Bring out Rasheed Wallace. Trash talking right there. All oh, for sure. I'm bring out Rasheed Wallace. Let's see at the one. I think I'm gonna get uh. Ooh. At the one. I'm going Baron Davis. Ooh, West Coast. Yeah, Baron Davis, man. Because of the handles, he can jam, on him, shoot. He can do it all. So awesome. I'm going Baron Davis D at the Diddy, one. D-Diddy the point guard. Shout out to you, bro. I'm going him at the one. And I'm going T Mac at the two. Ooh. I'm going T Mac at the two, man. So I got BD, T Mac, me, she. Then at the five. Ah, that's a tough one. At the five, I think I'm going to go with mm, at the black top. I really want to say Hakeem, but we at the black top. We yeah, at the so, black top. Something may go down. Oh, man. I think I'm going to roll with. But the look on his face, guys. <laughs> I know we about to get a good one. <laughs> this is an important pick, man. I need a big guy that can get me buckets protect the rim mm. and throw some hands if you need to.
0: Ooh.
1: So I'm going to go with... Ooh, this is tough. <laughs> Yo. I got a guy for you. I'm going to go because of the intimidation factor. He can do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Larry Johnson. We talking grandma more, I'm going Charlotte, gold tooth in his mouth. That's Grandma part Maul, Larry mid,
0: Part middle on his head. You, UNLV Larry, Larry. Larry Johnson. Shout out to the great Grandma Mall Larry yeah. Johnson, man. UNLV yeah. Hall of Famer. UNLV Legend. Yes, sir. Charlotte Hornets, New York Knicks, man. Hit the hit that sweet game winner in the conference finals over yeah, the Pacers in '99. L's up. Throw them L's up. LG, man. That's a,
1: that's a nasty five, boy. Yeah, we, it's it's. I probably have a different five. If I had a chance to write it down,
0: but so just, it's, so we hooping. You you yeah. got me going, Baron Davis. Ooh. You got me from the backcourt. You want to go on Baron or T Mac? Nah, I go on Baron all day.
1: <laughs> T Mac banging on my head, it's dog. You right over you, too.
0: <laughs> T Mac on my
1: head right there. Yes, sir. So that would be a dream matchup, bro. But that has been another excellent episode of the Hoop Kings podcast, episode 13. We're going to keep this party going, man. My name is the Medieval King
0: Art. Hey, this is Coach Flight, man. Hey. Free agency has kept us busy in the month of July, but I promise you we got some serious, serious heat coming in the summer before we get into that early fall period at the start of the season, man. So stay tuned. Hey, Spotify anchor coming soon to Apple coming soon to Google man check us out on Facebook hey this is the Hoop King podcast and once again my fellas it's still hot girl summer out there so hey we telling at the end cuffing season is coming so hey there is hope for you my guy alright you But don't y'all. be too <laughs> crazy if you don't get no love, my like, guys.
1: And one last thing. I might start bringing the video cameras into the studio so you can see how it goes down when we break down this research. We're going straight off the top of the dome when it comes with all this information. So I'm definitely going to bring that into play, man, so we can expand the Hoop Kings podcast to take this to a global thing. Once again, my name is Emilio for King Art. Got my man Coach Flight. Yes, be sir. out of here. Peace.